0: Welcome to episode 9 of our Europe monitoring in 2023. Just a reminder uh, if you hear any clacking in the background this is because of a heart rain which is uh, at the moment happening here in Vienna so don't be surprised. At first we would like to start in Germany and uh, the government's uh, trying to reform the asylum laws on the EU level. The German government has set itself the task of shaping migration in a forward-looking and realistic manner with an active and orderly policy. In doing so, it is coming under increasing pressure. On the one hand, the federal states in Germany are demanding more support and effective limitation of immigration. On the other hand, a number of EU partners wanted to tighten the European rules, some of them drastically. As you probably know, the interior ministers of the European Union came to a decision just yesterday and we will focus on those results next week in a special report. So in this situation, the German government seeks its salvation by campaigning for approval with a common position in Europe. Berlin is prepared to take a more restrictive course, also to prevent minimum standards for the protection of refugees being dragged in the EU. An agreement among the EU states would have to be in place by the summer in order to get the proposals through the legislative process before the European elections in spring 2024. For the federal states in Germany, with their heavily occupied accommodations, especially in big cities like Berlin, Hamburg, Cologne and Leipzig, it should be too late and at best bring just gradual relief. The largest group they have to deal with are the approximately one million war refugees from Ukraine. The German interior minister, Nancy Faeser, hopes that the reform of EU law, for which majorities in the EU are not yet certain, will result in an early registration of asylum seekers and migrants. It is extremely important to register and identify at the earliest possible time, so FESA. So far, according to the Dublin rules of the EU, those states have to examine asylum applications whose national territory migrants enter first. This usually affects countries on the EU's external borders, such as Italy or Greece. If migrants are apprehended in other EU states, a database in which the fingerprints uh, are recorded can be used to determine which state is responsible. Asylum seekers can be sent back there. Theoretically, only a few people would then arrive in Germany in this way. But the system hasn't worked for years, also because border states let people move on without registering. The shortcomings of the previous system are reflected in the numbers of so-called transfers to other EU countries. In almost 69,000 cases last year, German authorities asked other EU countries to take people back. The German states agreed in a good 36,000 cases, but rejected 27,000. According to the Federal Office for Migration and Refugees only 4,200 people were actually deported to other EU countries. The German government hopes now to be able to break through the previous blockade on the reform of the EU rules under the EU Council Presidency of Sweden or subsequently Spain FAESA is pushing the plans in a group of six, along with France, Italy, Belgium, Sweden and Spain. An agreement is difficult but possible, according to German government circles. From the government's point of view, a prerequisite uh, for the reform would be that the asylum seekers would be adequately cared for and accommodated during the border procedure and would enjoy legal protection in accordance with EU standards. The countries on the EU's external borders would receive money from a binding solidarity mechanism within the EU and support from the responsible EU agencies. Above all, the Border Protection Agency Frontex. The German uh, security servers are fearing new Islamist extremism. The head of the Office for the Protection of the Constitution of this German state of North Rhine-Westphalia, Jürgen Kaiser, wants of further terrorist attacks by the Islamic State in Germany. Even after the collapse of his caliphate, there are regional IS offshoots that still coordinate attacks in the West. In particular, the terrorist group province Khorasan should be mentioned, which has a very strong foundation in Afghanistan and is quite active as far as Europe concerns. Dangers arise from the spread of Islamist ideology via the internet, for example, short spots on TikTok. We are also increasingly observing proselytizing activities by extremist Salafists who are trying to spread their Islamist ideas. There is also an increasing interaction between extremist ideology and psychological instability. For some time now, the security authorities in Germany have been observing a renewed strengthening of the Islamist scene. Only two months ago, the Office for the Protection of the Constitution in Hessen uh, and its head, Bernd Neumann, warned that Islamism is currently the greatest danger after right-wing extremism. What we've experienced over the past two or three years has been something of a deceptive calm, he said. Since the end of last year, the Office for the Protection of the Constitution has noticed increased agitation, particularly with regard to proselytizing activities by Islamists. At first glance, the behavior of local Islamists appears to be non-violent, he says, but this can ultimately prepare the breeding ground for violent jihadists. Islamists try to win followers through the virtual world. These are sometimes uh, very well-made, also multilingual appearances on various internet channels, which are intended to appeal to younger people in particular. What worries us about this is that the extremists seem to be consistently successful in recruiting. We are finding, especially among younger Islamists, that radicalization has actually taken place via the internet. Neumann continued. There are also new terrorist uh, donations uh, in Germany. The German uh, Prosecutor's Office has arrested seven alleged supporters of the terrorist organization Islamic State in a nationwide procedure. More than 19 properties belonging to the main suspects were searched. The investigators searched more than 90 other properties in Berlin, Bavaria, Bremen, Baden-Württemberg, Hamburg, Hessen, Rhineland-Palatinate, Thuringia, Lower Saxony, and North, Rhine, uh, North Rhine-Westphalia. It was about a financing network of the IS. The threat from Islamist terrorism remains high," said German Interior Minister Nancy Faeser. We are very vigilant and will continue our tough stance against Islamists. According to the information, four of the arrests were made in North Rhine Westphalia, one more each in Baden Württemberg, Rhine and Palatinate, and Bremen. Three men and four women are accused of supporting a terrorist organization. The accused should be presented to the investigating judge of the Federal Court of Justice in a timely manner. The authorities confirmed that the proceedings are about an international donation network that is said to have collected at least 65,000 euros for the terrorist organization. The funds collected were then transferred to IS members in Syria and to intermediaries named there. The donations were used in particular to improve the supply situation for members of the association imprisoned in the northern Syrian camps Al-Hol and Roj. Even in some cases, the money was used to enable the inmates to escape or be smuggled out of the camps. As the public prosecutor added, the homes of a total of 14 suspects were searched. The properties were located in Frankfurt, Offenbach, Wiesbaden, Darmstadt and Kassel. The accused are between 20 and 44 years old with Algerian, Italian, Turkish, Austrian, Iraqi, Moroccan and German nationality. A 34-year-old man from the German city of Darmstadt is accused of having acted as a middleman within the donation network. The accused is said to have received donations and, with the involvement of another person, forwarded them to a suspected IS member in Syria, the authorities said. For this purpose, the accused is said to have set up an account with an online pavement service in September 2020 and made it available for the network to call for donations. The other accused are suspected of having repeatedly transferred amounts of money to people from the intermediate level of the donation network in the years 2020 to 2022, although they were aware that the money would be passed on to IS. A total of around 16,000 euros is said to have flowed to the Islamic State. According to reports, the accused have long been well-known actors in the Islamist scene. Let's jump to the European Union, where the first lessons of the uh, Qatar Gate uh, scandal in the European Parliament um, reach to uh, political decisions. This month, EU Commissioner Vera Jourova wants to present a law that would oblige lobbyists, NGOs and the media to disclose any funding from third countries. This should show whether and to what extent authoritarian regimes influence the European public. The EU Commission wants to oblige lobby representatives, non-governmental organisations, the media and research institutions to disclose in a national transparency register whether and to what extent they are funded by governments from third countries. The authority intends to present a corresponding legislative proposal this month. We will propose a concrete legislative initiative to protect our democracies as part of a package of measures called Defending Democracy, said the EU Deputy Commissioner. According to this, money flows from third countries whose aim is to influence public opinion and the democratic environment should be disclosed. The aim of the initiative is to make transparent whether authoritarian regimes such as Russia, China or Arab countries are trying to influence public opinion or political decisions in the EU countries in their favour through paid straw men. EU Commission President Ursula von der Leyen had already announced in her annual speech on the situation in Europe in September last year that the Commission wanted to protect European democracies from covert foreign influence. She said at the time that any Trojan horses of autocracies cannot be allowed to attack our democracies from within. In a resolution more than a year ago, the EU Parliament pointed out the danger of foreign governments manipulating public opinion in the EU countries. Among other things, MEPs noted at the time that a high number of politicians, including former high-ranking European politicians and officials, have been hired by foreign, authoritarian, state-controlled, national or private companies, in exchange for their knowledge and at the expense of the interests of the citizens of the EU and their member states to be hired or co-opted. A lobbying study by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, OECD, concluded in 2021 that only Canada, Australia and the USA have regulations on foreign influence. Finally a nice yellow press headline from Turkey after the final uh, election, uh, presidential election in the country, um, where at uh, President Erdogan's inauguration a German celebrity uh, was seen. Former German Chancellor Gerhard Schröder flew to Turkey to see Recep Tayyip Erdogan. Schröder and his wife attended the inauguration ceremony for the Turkish president. Schröder once praised Erdogan's impressive leadership. Schröder traveled to Ankara on Saturday after the election to celebrate the inauguration of Turkish president Recep Tayyip Erdogan. This is shown by official photos and a post of his wife on Instagram. He traveled to Turkey together with his wife, uh, Schröder Kim. The Schröder wife sent uh, via Instagram, I quote, greetings from Ankara. She further commented on a picture of the two in Ankara in the presidential palace with the words, the first time my birthday party in Turkey, and then also for this special occasion. Schroeder has a long standing private friendship with Erdogan. We all know, beside his close friendship with the Russian President Vladimir Putin. Back in 2005, uh, Schroeder uh, praised uh, Erdogan's impressive. Leadership. So that's all for today with uh, the ninth edition of the Europe monitoring Uh, we hope that you're gonna have a very nice warm and sunny weekend and uh, we all hope to hear you soon with uh, a new special podcast episode about a topic which also might be of interest uh, to many of you so All the best from Vienna, yours, Mina Research Center. Bye-bye.